Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to Going Greyhounds. Simon Orchard with you on Sky Sports Radio for the first time in 2024. And gee, it's good to be back. What better way to begin the year than by previewing a big Friday night meeting at Wentworth Park tomorrow. The heats of the time-honoured Group 1 National Derby and National Futurity set to go off. Uh, the heats of the Paws of Thunder and the Summer Distance Plate, they'll be released in just the next couple of hours and they are on Saturday night as well. Mark Gatt will join me on the show in about seven or eight minutes, we'll preview his kennels runners across both features. But first, the doyen of Dubbo, Mr Shane Stiff, has been kind enough to open the batting for us in 2024. He's got a trio of sisters stepping out in the Futurity Heats, and he joins us on the program now. Morning, Shane. Simon, uh, all the best to yourself and all the listeners for 24, and hope we back plenty of winners. Yeah, amen to that, uh, Stiffy. Hey, before we dive into the heats, mate, what do these races mean to the Greyhound fraternity? Uh, and a double-barrelled question, is it time that the prize money got lifted on some of these features at the start of the year? Well, mate, the, the derby and maturity for, for young dogs and bitches is something that all, all all trainers target, especially when you get a good young one that breaks in good and you, you win a few. And uh, it's an age classic. So the dogs have to be aged right and going good at the time. But uh, certainly it's definitely one all trainers target and, and like winning. Mate, you're 75,000. It's not not to be sneezed at, but uh, on the spoils of all these million dollar and and $200,000 races around, I suppose it's lagging behind a little bit. But, uh, mate, uh, they're time-honoured races. I don't think a lot of people are targeting them for what they're doing in prize money. Uh, once upon a time, a dog that won the derby um, and he went on and won a few more big races, he was almost destined for a stud career. So uh, um, not as much now, but they are time-honoured races that I'm sure uh, everyone in the heats would be, they're all striving there to win. Yeah, well said. A lot of history, a lot of prestige behind these races. Shane, I guess the big question is at the moment, we've got so much feature racing around the country, uh, maybe struggling a little bit to attract interstate dogs. And it's not just New South Wales. This is all over the country. We don't feel the need to travel anymore. Do you as trainers, is it a good problem to have, having so many rich races in our own state? It is, it is a huge problem. I was talking to one of the leading trainers yesterday, Brett Bravo, and uh, he was asking when the bitches are coming down to him to be trained. And... And I said, there's just so much prize money and so many races around, you, you don't know what to target, you know. Uh, so you've got to map out a plan, and, and the good trainers do that with their dogs. And uh, and and depending on the ability your dog's got, like if you've got a Fernando Bale or Brett Lee, well, you can go to the best. And but you've got young ones that might be a length or two and only 29 fives or sixes or sevens at 20. There's still plenty of lesser races around for very good money that you can target. So... That becomes a good job of the trainers to work out with their owners and, and go where, where you think best suited. You and Shimon are doing a pretty good job so far with this trio of sisters out of Magumbo and Caitlin Keeping. We talk, of course, about Candace Keeping, Cindy Keeping and Camilla Keeping. They go around in the heats of the Futurity tomorrow night. Let's start with Candace Keeping, if you don't mind, uh, Stiffy. Race 7 on the card. It's the first heat of the Futurity, as we mentioned, worth $75,000. 9 Last start at Wenty Park, drawn in box two. What chance do you give her? Mate, they're only young. They're going in, all three of them, as, as 19, almost 20 months old this week. So uh, they're giving away five or six months to a lot of these bitches. And uh, like Richard Deborah's got six months on her and all that. But, mate, they're holding their own and they're running time. So we, we, we're just having a throw at the stumps. 
I hope they get around good and safe. But she's got a second to none chance. But I mean, Richard Deborah and she's on fire. Are very fast, very classy bitches. And Matt Leningham wouldn't be wasting his time driving up the highway with I'm a Mustang either. A young Tommy Shelby bitch that's uh, 29 fours and that around Sandown's nothing to be be stitched at. But uh, if Candice can beat the red out and, and run a four, 540 to the first turn, uh, she'll run a 29 eight, 29 nine, and they'll have to go a lot quicker. But Richard Deborah's very fast, and uh, she took no harm from the fall on uh, last Friday night. And, and Mark wouldn't put her around if she wasn't 100. percent And they did win a derby with a dog that fell a few years, a few a week before the derby with that um, bale dog that their father had a few years ago. So they know what they're doing, and it is a tough race. A heck of a story. We'll talk to Mark Gad about Richard Deborah and that fall in just a moment because I haven't seen anything like that uh, in my time around the dogs, Shane. So Candice keeping currently a five dollar chance in the first heat of the Futurity. Let's move to Cindy Keeping. She goes around in heat two. She's drawn the cherry. Is that going to be a help or a hindrance, Shane? Mate, that'll be a big help for her. Have a look at her box draws. Five, six, eight, six, eight. And Scott the Pizzling off eight in that 10,000 final that Richard Deborah won. Um, but then the next week she took no harm off box six and went at 29.96. Uh, um, I hope she just uses the one to her best of ability and uh, um, she just keeps improving, Cindy. Uh, um, she Charmaine's one out of the litter and um, she really likes her and, and she I don't see why she couldn't run a 29.7s even a little bit better they'll have the track tip top at Winnie tomorrow night um, and she, she, she'll run a good race but in the same thing Bandit Bluey is no slouch 20, uh, 12 starts for 8 wins and a November bitch so she's got 5 or 6 months on, on them too and then Mini Finn with uh, Gets Laid Early a couple of quick Richmond runs and Maybe the box isn't perfect for for, for her, but um, still they'll they'll be both going in at a hundred percent. So uh, I do like Cindy and do give her a good chance, and I think the five dollar fifty is very 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 good value. It's a shame betting each way first and second only uh, doesn't appeal to me when there's less than seven runners. But um, for a small punter out there, your five or ten bucks on Cindy, you'll get a good run. There you go, Cindy. Keeping as you mentioned, five fifty with the tab heat two of the Futurity Bandit Bluey. This is the dog that uh, Andy Lord labelled as potentially the next She's a Pearl. Currently a dollar sixty, jumping from box seven. And interesting, she goes to the Futurity instead of the Paws. I know Andy was tossing that up a couple of months ago. Uh, let's move to the final uh, sister here, Camilla. Keeping and maybe the one that's got the most runs on the board at the moment. Stiffy twenty nine five eight. Gee, it was a good run. About a week or so ago at Wenty Park from box two. She's drawn box eight, though, in this heat. Uh, and she's currently, just trying to get the market up in front of me, I think she's currently around the uh, $3.60 mark. What hope do you give her in the in the third heat of the Futurity? Yeah, I think the tab's got that right. Uh, Aunt Virginia, six to four favourite. And uh, everyone's seen the video and the trials of it last start like the the 541 good speed some quick runs around melbourne um looks very hard to beat mate camilla could not be worse box um she had box eight at dubbo was a dollar ten favorite a couple of weeks ago on look the lay of the day because there was three screaming wide runners so i just have to hope she can get a clear run to the first turn and get around that first turn obviously you'd love to be in first but uh I think that'll be hard. Just get a clear run around that first turn and, and not spot the leaders too much and, and hope she can get around safe because uh, there's not many faster bitches in training than Dennis Barnes' Nenga Gypsy. Uh, not one of my favourites. She owes me a quid. I did have a bit on her the first two starts when she got beat. But if she gets it all right, she's got a 29.68 run there and, and she can run. 
but Aunt Virginia's uh, trial uh, just can't be looked at. And then Zipping Swift done up and on, loves box one, 30 Blanc and the, the 554 last week. So it is a hard race. Aunt Virginia's got to travel up the highway. I don't know how much travelling it's done. And, and it's only January, so it's it, it's still a bit young, but uh, um, trial form's good form and, and you can't get much quicker than 29.49. But... Uh, yeah, I'd like to swap Camilla for the other two inside boxes and them heats because it's a pretty hard heat, this one, and um, I just hope she gets around safe. Don't they swing out of the trees when we see a good trial performance? <laughs> Stevie, this isn't a bag Aunt Virginia at all, but, gee, the tongues were wagging after that run, 29.49, you mentioned, uh, about a week ago. Uh, as we mentioned, Camilla keeping 360 at the moment uh, with the tab. And you mentioned Nangar Gypsy, interesting uh, litter sister to Nangar Jim, who, of course, took out the Maitland Cup. Packham Silk has been running some really good races, I think, over in um, maybe South Australia now, but started a career in Victoria, ran some good races here in New South Wales as well. You're listening to the voice of Shane Stiff on Going Greyhounds this morning. Hey, talk to us a bit about the breeding of these uh, these girls, Stiffy. Magumbo out of Caitlin Keeping. Tell us a bit about the sire and the dam. Yeah, Magumbo's an, an old sire. Um, he, he was uh, born and bred by Marty Hallinan's line. Um, and it's all that Zabo line, which are great stayers. He was a sire of a stack of champion stayers 10 and 12 years ago. None other than sweet it is. Uh, Darren McDonald had her and... Oh, gee, she won that many group races. It wasn't funny. And I got the straw off Marty. I had to pay big, big dollars for it. It was his last one. And we just sat it there for a long time to use on Caitlin. Um, um, she was probably the best bitch we've had and won a lot of lot of, lot of, of races. But a bit speedy and a bit weak. And they've certainly put the strength in into these and the chase and the fire. So uh, really looking forward to what the next 12, 18 months can do with the Magambos and, and how far they can go. Big race coming up in your neck of the woods in the next couple of months, mate. I know we spoke during the week about you think maybe they've got some strength in them and they can get out over the middle distance. Is that going to be the target? And, of course, we've added a few races in the last month or so, the Clarence and the Richmond up in the northern part of the state, which all feed into the country. Classic is the one I'm talking about. Is that the aim, mate, maybe in the next couple of months? That's the way, way Charmaine wants to head. There is a couple of other races. We just want to get past this week and next week. Hopefully we've got to go to winning two more times and then uh, then we'll map out a bigger program and, and maybe give them a, a sneaky trial over 600 somewhere. And then, then obviously uh, the Clarence and the Richmond and that and then all into the country classic. Uh, mate, that, 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 that will be our goal if, 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 if they're sound and, and they can run it out strong enough, which it looks like they are at the moment. There's another dog in the kennel, Stiffy, that's just been an absolute belter for you guys. A real bread and butter dog who rarely runs a bad race. I'm talking, of course, about Return Mac. Goes around in race one on the card uh, tomorrow night as well. Drawn in box seven, 78 starts, 28 wins, closing in on $100,000 in prize money. What does this dog mean to you and what chance do you give him uh, in the first tomorrow at Wenty? Mate, um, he's the star of the kennel. He's in kennel number one and... Uh... He's just a beautiful, beautiful dog. Um, first time greyhound owners, uh, Kirsty and Scott, um, they owned about 10 racehorses and never won a race. They got a couple to the track and then they've got him. And every week when they say, he's going around again, he's going around again. I said, when you've got a sound fit dog, you've got to race him. And uh, they, 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 he's just been a great dog. He holds a track record at Dubbo. And uh, um, he's getting on. We want to try and keep him racing and sound. And there's a race at the end of the year called that, that Masters Meteor that we'd love to have a crack at with him and his brothers. Um, and, and to break the 100,000 with him, I think he, he actually deserves it too. The dog is a, a great dog. And 
Mate, he gets in this race real good. As you said, he's 128, he's 1520, and he's not badly boxed in box seven, but he has to jump. If he jumps and leads around that race, I'll give him a real, real good chance. Good stuff. 290 with the tab for return, Max. Diffie, we know you love a bet, mate. Anyone who tunes into Dubbo can see you just winding them home uh, if you've got a, a few dollars on. Can you give the listeners maybe something to follow over the next couple of days, whether that be one of yours or maybe something else around the place? Mate, uh, race one at Dubbo, number two, Zali, keeping... Uh, I just hope the tab put up a little bit of value because uh, I don't like taking the tomato sauce too much, but uh, she'll be very, very hard to beat. And then um, in Dubbo race five, number two, secret treasure for Paul and Prem Braden. They were just uh, our trainers of the year there, and they're very, very hard to beat. They're 300-metre flying machines. And I, I, I haven't looked at the mark. or oh, there's no markets up here. There won't be. But if she was any black odds, six to four, seven to four, secret treasure, um, she'll be very hard to beat because she's got the inside, and she goes better off the inside over the 300 at Dubbo. Beautiful. Secret treasure and Zali keeping two to follow Dubbo on Saturday night, that program. Stiffy, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for giving us some great insights into the kennel. Best of luck tomorrow night, uh, and hopefully those bets can get home. Yep, best of luck. Best of uh, punning for 24 to all the listeners, and uh, let's have we back plenty of winners. Well said, mate. Looking forward to a big Friday night chase. See if there he goes. We'll take a quick break. Back on the other side with Mark Gap. The Magic Millions three-year-old guinea, 2002. Ha-ha, she's throwing down the gauntlet. Empire's kicking on the inside. Ha-ha, and Empire, they hit the line. Ha-ha, first. 2014. Sweet idea is going great guns from Estonian Princess. Then NQR, but it's sweet idea. Sweet idea won the guineas. I'm Mitch Benners. Join me for the $14 million Magic Millions race day, Saturday, January 13, on the National Racing Service. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. The Victoria's Basement Massive Half Yearly Clearance is on now. With up to 85% off cookware, kitchenware, dinnerware, glassware and cutlery. Shop in store and online now at Victoria's Basement. Sydney, Falcon Bridge, a crash on the Great Western Highway, eastbound at Clifton Avenue. At Beverly Hills, a crash on King George's Road, just near the M5, has been cleared. And Brisbane, Bowen Hills, a smash on O'Connell Terrace. Don't miss the Sydney smash at the SCG tomorrow night as the Sydney Sixers take on the Sydney Thunder. Presented by 6T. Search BBL tickets to book now. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Yeah, welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Hope you're enjoying your morning as we look ahead to a big couple of days of greyhound racing here in New South Wales. Tomorrow night, Wentworth Park will be set alight with the heats of the National Derby and Futurity. And then Saturday, looking forward to the Group 1 pause of Thunder Heats and, of course, the Group 2 Summit Distance Plate. One man who's no stranger to contesting these big, big features is Mark Gatt, and he joins me on the line now. G'day, Mark. Hello, mate. How are you? Don't worry about Mark Gatt. How good's uh, Stiffy on the verbal? He should have his own going greyhound show. <laughs> mate, I'll hand in the resignation and Stiffy can take over any day of the week. I could listen to him all day, mate. I could listen to him all day. <laughs> Uh, he's a good man and great on the uh, great on the form as well. Really does his homework and, and gives us some good insights into not only his dogs but the entire field. So I love talking to Stiffy, but love talking to you as well, mate. Hey, before we dive into your run, something pretty bizarre happened last week and Stiffy sort of touched on it. Ritza Deborah had a fall. For those that either didn't hear about it, weren't watching or don't know anything about it, can you tell us exactly what happened? 
Yeah, uh, all that happened is once she had, there was a dog, uh, a bitch, one of Craig Tapelow's in, I think she might have been in the six or seven, and she's just a mad, a mad railer and just sort of kept coming across on her and they got tangled up and and she went over and she physically she's pulled up really good from the fall. Um, and I actually didn't even know until I got a phone call from Peter Davis during the week. He said that uh, she actually got hit by the lure and um, and I had a look at the vision and she did. She just got a little little sort of clip and luckily the it's a new arm there and it's spring-loaded and it sort of just bounced back as it hit her and, and um, yeah, she, she pulled up great and she was running around in the paddock the next day and wanted to go and so I took her down and gave her a trial on on Monday and she went as good as she's ever gone. So physically there's no harm done and we, it's just it's just how she feels going around with, with seven other dogs again. But I, I think she'll be fine. Yeah, you mentioned the spring-loaded arm. I was watching it live and then watched the replay a bunch of times. It almost looks like it didn't clipper it just popped up straight away so a lot of people who are watching thinking gee the lure might have caused some damage it just literally just flew over her head and she joined back into the race it was really fortunate really lucky but um certainly something that i haven't seen before let's talk about her heat of the futurity we just spoke to stiffy so of course you come up against one of his as well um is it the mental side of things that maybe you're worried about now listening to that or is it the physical side that maybe you think could be uh, a bit of an issue no, the mental side. So yeah, you just you don't know after they have a fall how they uh, you know if this is going to be a little bit shy. Um, you know, it might have scared her a little bit, but um, she doesn't seem to be. Um, she just seems she seems really good, and I like the way she took off after the lure hit her. She took off really hard into the pen, and then I um, I took her down on Tuesday and give her a bit of a lead on to give her a little bit more confidence, and she seems good. So well, yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. You just never know with the dogs. I know she's only a baby, Mark, and I'm certainly not drawing some comparisons to uh, her half-sister and Ritza Donna, but both out of the same mother at the same age, mate. How do they compare to one another? Yeah, um, very similar, very similar. I'd say that uh, Deborah would be the faster bitch, but I think Donna was Donna would put her head where most people wouldn't put their feet. So she was a really good chaser, Donna, um, where this bitch, she, she chases good, don't get me wrong, but she's still got to prove it. So she's got to go on and go up in the top grade like Donna did and um, and win it. Well, Donna won a group one. So um, it's easy to say, you know, she, Deborah's definitely the faster of the two, but um, she's still got to prove it and go on and do it against the better dogs. She'll go around as a $2.70 favourite at the moment with the tab race seven. That's heat one of the Futurity. You've also got a couple of runners in the Derby heats, uh, Mark. Let's start with Sammy Ethan in race three. What hope do you give him jumping from the White Alley? Um, it's, it's, I like the draw. Um, he's got to come out. I think they, the, the seven, six and five will sort of all funnel across onto the favourite. Um, but he hasn't been there, the favourite, so I'd, he, he's definitely the best dog in the race, Morton. Um, but him not being there and a couple of crunches on his outside uh, might make it tough for him. But if he does everything right and, you know, jumps to the front and gets clear air and it doesn't, they don't crunch across on him, I think he'll be too good. He's, he's a real-class dog, um, Morton. But I think the draw gives my dog some hope. 
$13 at the moment. You mentioned Morton, $1.95. For young dogs, Mark, for people out there listening, thinking, well, um, what are the, the main worries, I guess, coming in a state or, or travelling to a track that they haven't seen? Can you explain maybe Wenty Park or even young dogs and, and some of the problems or, I guess, issues with taking them to different places at such a young age? Oh, well, I just like, you know, I like my dog to have had a look at any track they race at and be familiarised. And, and I could be wrong that he might have trialled there, Morton, but as far as I know, he hasn't. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just sort of put that as a, a little cross against a dog if they haven't been to a track when I'm doing my form all the time. I don't like, I'll never back a dog if they've never been to a track. Um, I just like them to be familiarised. Everybody's different. Some dogs do go to some tracks first up and and handle it with not a problem at all. But... Look, I think nine out of ten of them sort of do need to look around the track and and we'll always go better with a look on the track. So that's that's just my personal preference. Morton, 17 starts, 11 wins, over $150,000 in prize money. So Sammy, uh, Ethan and the rest of the field certainly up against it if he can bring his best form. What about your other runner in Ritzer Smoke, Mark? Ritzer Smoke, I like his draw as well. He's he's drawn down on the inside. Um, the the dog in two and three will give him a bit of room on the fence, I think. Um, and I think I think Neville Brown's dog will be, be hard to beat. He looks like he's got the most speed, and he sort of likes to use a bit of the track. So I reckon I can run a, a nice second behind Nev, I think. Nev's dog, Eyes to Eyes, of course, has been in really good form over the last couple of months, 240 at the moment. Ritzer Smoke, $10, so you're getting a bit of value there. The best of your three chances is at Ritzer Deborah, Mark, tomorrow night? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say so, yeah, Richard Deborah, although I don't, I don't like her draw. There's two dogs I like their draws. Uh, the bitch, she's got, um, one of many things on the inside of her, I forget its name, but it's, it likes to get right straight out of the lid, so, um, that's a cross for, for Deborah. I don't like that. Um, and then there's a, there's a couple others underneath it that sort of all use a bit of the track, cladded uses a bit of the track, so she'll have to navigate her way through, um, yeah, I just think it's a bit of a tricky draw. You're listening to the voice of Mark Gatt, giving us some great insights, of course, on going greyhounds as always. Uh, Mark, haven't seen the nominations for the Paws of Thunder or the Summer Distance Plate as of yet. Have you got anything going around in those races, mate? Yeah, so the draw just come out. I've got uh, leg speed in. He's, he's a um, very fast dog, just does a lot of things wrong. Um, but it's a six-dog field. I think they're six and seven-dog uh, heat, so that'll that'll help him because uh, he's not the smartest dog in the field. He's going really good. Um, I think he's up against one of Magri's good ones, uh, uh, Zipping Novak. So he, I'd say Zipping Novak's a dog to beat in his heat. But he, yeah, he's going really well, and um, we sort of just chucked him in for the for the sake of it. He hasn't got the the temperament to sort of win a Group One, but you, you just never know. Mate, I don't want to rehash the past too much, but I can't help but think 12 months ago what exactly was happening on this sort of night around this period. Of course, Dan was leading out Windra All Class, and it turned out to be, I reckon, the moment of the year in Australian Greyhound racing. It was just such a beautiful scene, seeing her take out the futurity, of course. We know what's happened since with Brian and Sue Barton. Mate, from your position watching at home and going through that um, that period, of course, we know the GAT team all work together and all the dogs are in the same kennel. But what was it like for you if you cast your mind back 12 months watching that race unfold? Well, yeah, I was actually on the sidelines and I was out, so I had nothing to do with it. But, um, mate, I got 
just a bigger thrill watching watching Sue and Brian and and my brother win their first group one. It was yeah, it was awesome, mate. I was actually I was talking to Brian about it last night. Um and I said to him, I, I can't believe when I like watching the footage of you and Sue, you sort of I said, put it this way, you were a lot more contained than I was. When I'm at home I always carry on a bit. If I'm on track I'm silent, I don't say a word. But at home I like to cheer him right home. Um yeah, and I went I went crazy that night watching uh watching that that bitch win and yeah, Brian said he, he he was a bit more contained because they had the he knew they had the camera on him and that so, uh, <laughs> but no, it was a really good moment, wasn't it? Oh mate, it was a hell of a night. Probably the only night I've jumped up and down on the track as well, mate. I just thought it was just the perfect ending to what had been a pretty big couple of months for everyone involved. Um, Mark, before I let you go, mate, just a, a broader question, I guess, on greyhound racing at the moment. We should have talked to Stiffy a bit about prize money and how things are going. We know there's some, you know, whispers around breeding in the state at the moment around the country about nominations being extended. What do you think? If we took a temperature check of greyhound racing right now, how do you sit and do you think we're comfortable at the moment with how we're tracking? Well, we're running out of dogs. Definitely, well, you can, as I just said, there's six dog fields in, in a group one on um, on Saturday night, so six dog heat. So we are, we are running out of dogs. Um, it's yeah, it's I don't, I don't know the solution uh, to pick breeding back up, but um, they yeah I think it is the main concern. We've got to get more people breeding dogs, um, and somehow got to make it easier. Um, yeah, like I said, look, I, that's sort of the political side. I don't know the answer. I really don't know the answer. I know the welfare of the dog's got to be the most important thing and that's what is the most important thing at the moment but we've got to try and um, work in with, with welfare and, and looking after the dogs and just trying to make it working with the breeders to breed more dogs to keep the industry going because as you know the, the fields are getting really thin. Yeah, spot on. Salient points, mate. Hopefully something uh, can happen in the next couple of months because we need to fix maybe a few little issues just uh, starting to pop up under the surface. Mate, always wonderful to chat. Best of luck over the next couple of nights at Wenty Park and hopefully we can create some more great memories for the Gat family in either the Derby Futurity or the Paws of Thunder. Yeah, it'd be good, Simon. Thanks for having me, mate. Great stuff. Big few nights coming up. There goes Mark Gat. The heats of the Paws of Thunder and Summer Distance Plate have hit the dogs.com.au so you can jump on and see them now. If you want to watch some of the action over the next couple of days, head to thedogs.com.au. All the action, reaction, and replays from a big couple of nights are chasing. I'll be trackside. Can't wait to get down there and talk to some winners. And, of course, all roads lead to the big final night on the 20th of January, uh, eight days' time. That's going, Greyhounds, for the first time in 2024. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you're having a punt over the next few weeks, uh, next few days, I should say, best of luck. Until next week, hooroo.